Let us look at uh, Nehemiah chapter 2. We're still going to pray because we're entering into a season of prayer and fasting. For those of you that are not members of Deliverance Church, Gong Road, we're entering into a, f- a season of prayer and fasting starting tomorrow. But before we do so, um, we need to assess the walls. Tell your neighbor, assess the walls. Evaluate. Do you, do you know what I'm talking about? In Nehemiah chapter 2, verse 11, Nehemiah inspects the walls of Jerusalem. He hasn't started building. He takes time to do what? To look at it and see how bad the damage is or how much strength is left. And I believe that as we walk into a season of prayer and fasting, that's where to begin. We want to pray for the family. Okay, let's pray for the family. But you can't pray for the family without evaluating the status of the family. You can't pray for your work without evaluating the status of your work. Your marriage, your friendship, your ministry. It's a template that fits many. Amen? And that's where we want to begin. To possess the gates, to man the gates, to understand that this is our strong point, this is our weak point. Are we there? So I want to read very quickly from verse 11 to 20. And then we'll, we'll move on, okay? Nehemiah inspects Jerusalem's walls. Verse 11. When I arrived in Jerusalem, I was there three days. Then I rose in the night. I and a few men who were with me, I told no one what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. There was no animal with me except the one that I rode on. So I went out by night by the valley gate toward the dragon's well and there to the dung gate. Because I was inspecting the broken down walls of Jerusalem and its burnt gates. Next, I passed by the fountain gate and then to the king's pool and there was no place for my mount to pass. By going up along the riverbed at night, I inspected the wall. Then I turned back so that I could enter by the valley gate and there, and then came back again. Verse 16. The officials did not know where I went or what I did, since I had not yet told it to the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the f- officials, and to any of the other who would do the work. Finally, I said to them, you see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem is devastated, and its gates are burned with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, so that we will no more be a reproach. Somebody say reproach. Then I told them that the hand of my God had been good to me and also about the king's of the, the king's words that he had spoken to me and they said let us ri- let us rise up and build 
So they strengthened their hands for work. Somebody say strengthened their hands for work. But when, the, when Sanballat and the Horonites and Tobiah the Ammonites subordinate and Geshem and the Arabian had it, they laughed. They laughed us to the scorn and despised us and said, what is this thing that you are doing? Are you rebelling against the king? Then answered I them and said to them, the God of heaven, he will enable us to prosper. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build, but you will have no portion or right or memorial in Jerusalem. We enter a season where we have resolutions. We enter a season where we have... There's a, there's a sense of hope that pours across the country, across the world, regardless of where you are, whether you're in Timbuktu or in the Sahara Desert. If it's New Year's, it always looks like it's a new, it's a new season, and yet the sun is the same, the wind is the same, the rain, the soil, everything. But there's something about this window in time. And it's a good place to assess. It's a good place to evaluate. It's a good place... To reconfigure. This morning, Pastor Lebard and, 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 and said to us that it is the year of the Lord's favor. It is the year of the Lord's favor. It is a time of rest. Is it better to rest in a time of rest or to actually engage in a time of rest? The rest that he explained, many of us are saying it's time to rest, but it's the best time to engage. The rest meant not sleeping and bulging. The rest meant that whatever you put your hand to do, it succeeds without too much strife. The rest meant that whatever you decide, Lord, I want to engage, I want, I want to do this. There is a grace that's open. This meeting is not is not strange is not is not strange to the idea of open heavens we've experienced them here you just you just you just feel a joy like you're drunk i have a friend of mine who keeps saying man these things get me drunk and i'm like don't say that loudly you might lose the ministry you know what i mean there are moments where it's effortless it is effortless. There is effort, but, but it's, it's bearing more fruit. It's one seed that's giving off 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold, when it should be giving 10. For us to benefit from this year, from this, this season of favor, we need to know how bad the wall is. So that you're not praying for, Lord, give me a man to get married to. You're saying, Lord, when you bring that man, he better have a job because I don't have a job. See, now you know how bad your wall is. <laughs> he better have health insurance because, man, medical bills now are very high. But for you to engage with God, for you to 
to maximize the window that's open. When we look at the windows in this building, we know that maybe a bed can pass through here, but it can't pass through here. But the only way we can know that is by assessing. So Nehemiah has a project. He has a burden in his spirit. And he decides to go around the, 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 the walls. He doesn't engage everyone at the beginning of the project. He counts the cost fast so that when he, pre he presents it to them, he doesn't lose them. Already we have Sanballat and Tobiah, they are waiting. The naysayers. Everyone has their own version of naysayers. They may not speak it out loud, but something in their body language, or their support is not working for you, they are dragging their feet, they are saying, come tomorrow, come tomorrow. Have you been to government offices where they say, come tomorrow? And the stamp is right there on the table. He just needs to stamp and sign. Come tomorrow. There's an Englishman in Uganda who wrote a book that was entitled, The Man with the Key Has Gone. And he, and he, he describes the extent of corruption. The man with the key has gone. But the office is open. So you can't get anything until he comes back. We have those obstructions. We have those frustrations. And today as we meet, today as we, as we engage, I want us to engage with those things. So that as we begin our 21 days, or those who are going 40 or 60, God help you, you, you know what wall you're pushing. You're not saying, ah, I didn't know I have ulcers. That is on day three. Why? Because you have not assessed, <laughs> you've not assessed your body to say how long can I go? What type of fast can I do? Hey, pastor said we fast, we are just going. It's, it's gafula Swahili word. Gafula. Because we use it carelessly in UG, I don't even know what it means. But gafula, you know. <laughs> Suddenly, yes. We want to be wise people. We want to be wise people. We want to assess the walls. We want to evaluate. We want to, to check our hearts and know how much strength is there. How much strength do we need? So that we are not just looking for a job to put food on the table. We are looking for a job to do a project in the village. We are looking for a job to build, to pay our parents' debts. We are looking for a job to silence this shame in the family of having some people walking around naked and we can go downtown and buy something. Having this shame, maybe even in the ministry, you're like, how much are these cables? Why is Alan always cutting cables, joining? Cutting cables, joining. Putting sellotape. And someone can just go and buy and finish off all this. Do you know what I'm talking about? That is what our session is about today. We can look at it from a perspective of individuals. We can look at it from a perspective of families. We can look at it from a perspective of the ministry. And we are going to do all that. We are going to pray towards that. We are going to make declarations towards that. We are going to silence these sun ballots. We're going to dare God to restore the walls of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is that place everyone looked to. 
Jerusalem is the ideal status of your spiritual life. The ideal status of your family where husband and wife can actually look at each other in the face without trying to hide what they're thinking. Where friends can actually be genuine. It is possible in the year of the Lord. Because he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has what? Anointed me. Let's look at Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61. We'll come back to Nehemiah. Don't, don't lose it. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives. He is talking about a change, an opposite of everything that's there. He's not just saying, oh, you poor thing, you're so captive. But he's saying, look, I have the key. And that's the oil we are swimming in today. So if we are going to wash ourselves, if we are going to enjoy the, the glory, if we are going to enjoy the, 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 the benefits of this season, we need to know how bad the rot is. I was sharing with a friend of mine. Okay, maybe this is just me. The pastors will edit for you if I give you wrong doctrine. But... <laughs> Do you ever have those seasons where you just feel like you're not good enough? You're not good enough not because you're trying to be the best, but even the basics. You know, like re returning people's phone calls. Like, like the basics. Replying to SMSs. Eh? And they come to you and say, I wrote you a message. And you have no reason for not replying. Am I alone in this one? There's a, there's a negligence. I'm alone. Eh? It's all right. A <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm probably the chief apostle of that. But there's a negligence that you realize within you. That if you're not careful, you find yourself in that place of Romans that says there's no condemnation. Why? Because if you see the extent of sin in your life, most of us evaluate sin as the doing. You know, like, they have committed fornication and done adultery. But there's also the very fabric of who you are. Your righteousness is like filthy rags. So you've not even done anything, but you're already disqualified. And the mistake is to think because you're not doing the sin, the acts that we qualify as sin, you're okay. But can I, tell, can I share with us, we will not appreciate the power that's in the cross, the power that's in the blood of Jesus, until we see the dirt that we carry. So that when he says you're healed, you're like, I am. When he says your eyes be open, you're like Bartimaeus, like, hey, this is what you look like. I only knew the voice. This is what peace looks like. This is what freedom looks like. You can't know the extent of freedom if you still walk in the captivity of Egypt. You have no chains on you, but there's a captivity in your mind. 
to appreciate the power of the cross in your life, to appreciate and evoke that power, you need to know his strength, not just the strength of your sin. How many ever took quinine? Put your hand up. You know quinine, that medicine? Now I know how old you are. Put your hand up. Quinine was for malaria, isn't it? But it had serious side effects. Like scratching. You know, there's a version that used to give very bad side effects of scratching and noise in the ears and all that. But you know, you had to trust that this drug, with all its side effects, it will get rid of the what? The malaria in your system. A doctor prescribes a medication because they trust the strength of that medication. We need to trust the strength of our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to trust the strength, the authority of the blood of Jesus Christ. That we lay aside the things that are tormenting us. And we look to Jesus like the brazen serpents in the, in the desert. And we know that yes, he is able to do this as well. So that as we engage in this season of fasting, we're not doing it from, okay, maybe it will work, maybe it won't. No. This one will work. It comes with itching like hunger. But it will work. Yeah? It comes with pain like headaches. You know those headaches from hypoglycemia? Hypoglycemia is where your blood sugar goes down. Now you've not been eating. Then your head now begins to throb. You know, you see, you see two Lucy's. When you see them, you <laughs> You see two Lucy's and she's talking to you and you're looking to this one, the one who is not the real one. There are things that Nehemiah went through to build this war. He went through certain things that he should have given up. He was even accused of starting a riot. When they could not discourage him enough, they decided, you know what? Let's say they have a conspiracy to become king. But it will not work. It will not work in Jesus' name. I like what verse 17 says. Finally I said to them, See the distress that we are in. How Jerusalem is devastated and its gates are burned with fire. Come and let us rebuild the walls of Jerusalem so that we will no more be a reproach. No more should your family be a reproach. Ati, they are Christians. Anyone who adds Ati before they say anything about you, we want to silence them right now. You know those ones, Ati? Eh? Causes a bad itching in your spirit. No more should you be a reproach. No more should the faults and the weaknesses that you have cuff you down and make you feel like you're not good enough to engage with the Lord. Not make you feel like you cannot go farther than where you are. You can't trust more. You can't believe more. You can't pray more. But let your eyes be lifted to the one who is giving you strength to finish that wall. The one who is giving you favor with the authorities to allow you to finish that wall. Some families, when you declare a fast, that's when they decide, let's throw a party. 
There's no server there. Oh, that's when the visitors, you know there are those visitors whose presence just invokes a slaughter of a jogo. You know? There are others, they come, yeah, it's tea, mandazi, you put aside. But there are those ones, they come and then mom becomes very dizzy. Then the fasting now becomes real. So we are not praying against the visitors. But we are praying for strength. That when that season comes, you say, Lord, this is the sacrifice I'm giving to you. This fat in this jogo, I am giving it to you. This beautiful scent of dania flowing down the drumstick. <laughs> it is the scent of the sacrifice that I am giving to you. Because then it makes sense. Then it makes sense. Then, then it carries value. It's not just a hunger strike. You say, Lord, let this rise as incense before you. Why? Because I know that I need my marriage to be better. I know I need my, my relationships to be better. I need my personality to be better. Not for my glory. Otherwise, I will slip now into pride and become something else. But I want to assess my mind to see how much of this word I believe. How much of the promises God has given you do you actually believe? That's what we are talking about. How much of what's been said about you as a person? In this ministry here, we have had prophecies. You are a mighty woman of God. God is going to do this. God is going to do that. We began there, isn't it? How much of that do you believe? Let's assess that wall and say, Lord, help my unbelief. Because then we are truly working. Then we are truly pushing boundaries. Our prayer this afternoon is that we will not go through this season in vain. We will not cry out in vain. We will not lift our hands in vain. We will not be discouraged. And we will not even lose the ground that we already have. Sometimes in warfare, you have something. But now when the war begins, even the little you have is taken away. And you ask yourself, what is that? We want to assess and say, Lord, my family may not be perfect. It has drunkenness. It has this. These cracks are here. Cracks are there. But at least my father still comes home. And I secure that. Yes, he's drinking. He's almost crazy. But he still walks into the house. I secure that. We'll not lose that ground. My husband may not be good or something, but at least he still does this. We secure that. So that you don't leave yourself exposed. Are we together? I want us to begin with family. I want us to begin with family and then go to work, then go to ministry. Or should we do family, church, then work? Verse 18, towards the end says, And they said, Let us rise up and build. 
So they strengthened their hands for the good work. They strengthened their hands for the good work. Would you rise to your feet this afternoon? And even as we as we take time to pray, as we take time to focus, to evaluate and say, Lord, this is the extent of my weakness, but I know that your blood is able. I don't know how, but I know that the reason you died is because you're able. Let us start on a personal note. Just take time. Don't mind your neighbor on the left or the right. They have their own baggage. Just go to that place. Your wall. Your wall is you. Your wall is your personality. Your wall is just who you are. And, and, and sometimes that works against your progress. Sometimes your own appetite works against your progress. Your own mouth works against your project. Your thought process, your education level, whatever it is that is giving loopholes in your, in your world today. I want us to address it with the Lord. For remember, your beloved is yours and he is, he is yours too. He longs to go in that place of fellowship. That place of fellowship. Father God, I pray that my mind be sanctified to know the power that is in the cross. Not just the extent of the sin that I carry in my flesh. That I pray that you strengthen, strengthen, strengthen. Strengthen everything that's within me that still works. Engage with the Lord this afternoon. Engage with Jesus. That you may not be lost in counting your own strength. But you might see the glory that is in the power of the cross. Paying for all your weakness. Paying for all your shame. Paying for all your shortcomings. Paying for all your nakedness. Paying for all your faults. Everything was paid. I talk too much, Lord. Help me to measure my words. I talk too much, Lord. Help me to speak more of you. For there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I say it again. There's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But he has set his cross before you. That you might find healing in your time of need. That you might find resurrection in your time of deadness. In your valley of indecision may he show you a light. That in his cross there is healing. In his cross there is power for you and me. Lord, I refuse to be shackled by my physical weakness. For I am a new creation. And I believe that until you manifest it in my life. I am a new creation.
person. The Lord is gone and the new has come. Manifest the newness in me, Jesus. Manifest the newness in my talk. Manifest the newness in my walk. Manifest the newness in my relationships. Manifest the newness in this ministry. For the old has gone, but the new has come. We convert every sun ballot in our lives to be destiny helpers. In the name of Jesus. 